0: Hello everybody, welcome to another hot lap. I'm sorry I didn't do one last week, but there was nothing to talk about, was there really? There was nothing to talk about. Um, I think the only thing that came out news-wise was the idea that um, Red Bull might run an alternate livery. That's not interesting, is it? That's, I mean, it looked nice today. It was a nice white li- livery. And it didn't bring doom on Red Bull, which having these special liveries tends to do on teams. It didn't send them spiraling into oblivion. Um, but yeah, that was kind of it, wasn't it? Um, the, uh, the quick, quick note of things to, to bring up before we start talking about the, the race um, Andretti Autosport looking at buying. Alfa Romeo Selba good news as far as I'm concerned I like the idea of uh, Andretti getting on the grid you know he's been posturing um, getting a team on the grid for a while now it's always been one of those things hasn't it we've we've wondered about Um, or I've I've wondered about you know especially when you talk about Formula 1 trying to break into America and people saying they need an American team. You know, it doesn't get much more like American motor racing than the name Andretti, does it? So I think that's cool. Um, I do think that Salba is in this unenviable, or sorry, Alfa Romeo is in this unenviable um, oh, like, oh, circle of mediocrity being... Closely related to Ferrari, so never really going to be in the position to challenge it. But still, essentially, you know, it's still the Alfa Romeo um, name on the grid. It's it's very strange the situation that they find themselves in. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I it, I think it's a shame because I think it's v- eventually Alfa Romeo will return back into Salba. Um, if the Salba name has to go off the grid. I would be much happier if it was something that was taken taken over by somebody like Andres Reti. You know, it's something with motorsport in the blood, much as Peter Salper does. Um, That's kind of my feelings on it. So, yeah, that's exciting. Exciting times. Um, I think there was another news article I think I wanted to bring up, but I can't really remember what it was. Um, So let's start talking about the race. Not a classic um, we'll probably hit that, I think, later on in the talking points. So if we start this from the place of I wasn't particularly impressed by this race, I found it a bit boring, not as boring as my son did. My son found it very boring. He finds Formula One a bit boring at the best of times. So, uh, yeah, this was not the um, the race to try and indoctrinate my four-year-old child into the sport. Um let's deal with the hasses together Mick Schumacher Nikita Mazepin it's again Mick Schumacher had a good qualifying um his first, second time in the uh, into Q2 but he got to drive this time because he if you remember he got into Q2 in France I believe and then stuffed it so um yeah uh signs of improvement I think for Mick Schumacher but I think it was just... Right place, right place, right right place, right time with the with the with the weather more than anything. Um I'm tired of talking about Haas drivers, to be perfectly honest. Um it's I, I can't make my mind up whether they're any good or whether they're awful. You know, it's the chances are they might be they might be half decent stroll type drivers in them. Um, but we won't know until next year, hopefully, if there's a decent car underneath them. That was Haas. Uh, Obviously, the the most exciting thing Mick Schumacher did all race was come together with Fernando Alonso by a pretty scruffy move by Fernando Alonso's standards. And that's what sent Mick Schumacher tumbling down towards his teammate before even he thought it was going to happen. 18th, Sebastian Vettel did a gamble, didn't he? Did a gamble, went onto the soft tyres. I noticed in the... uh, Commentary box, Jensen Button was uh, not particularly enthusiastic about sort of, Seb's like gamble. He was right. I mean, he he was off in turn one, scrambled his way around a lap. It, I think he was just trying something, wasn't he? It was just like, look, if if everyone's zigging, I'm gonna zag, and you never know, it's it might bring me some glory. Um, also, a friend of the podcast on um, a Twitter, Bradley. Uh, noted that even from the commentary box, Jensen Button getting mixed strategy calls bang on. I would argue his strategy calls uh, through commentary were better than anybody on tracks. Um, and he did that all from the seat of a commentary box and not the seat of a car. So it's good to see Jensen Button knows his fucking wet weather sh- onions. Uh, I was struggling for a word then. Um, Nicholas Latifi was 17th. I really don't know what happened to Nicholas Latifi. I think he just drove around doing Latifi things. Uh, Fernando Alonso was 16th. Fernando Alonso had a great start. Like, absolutely brilliant start. Up around the outside of Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly was pinched. There was, I, I don't believe Pierre deserved a penalty for what happened. Um, he had Perez on, on one side of him. Fernando Alonso on the other. Uh, it was... It was unfortunate for Fernando. I think if Perez hadn't have been on the inside or what what well what, what turned into the outside, doesn't it go into that corner um of Gasly, I uh I think Alonso would have got away with that and he would have got the position, yeah, and he'd have been he'd have been up into fourth position, I think, from where he was. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Fernando's been starting great all year. He had a tremendous qualifying session. I think he uh was thinking if there was like some sort of shenanigans up the top end, he had half a sniff of a podium today, so it was a bit of a bit unfortunate. I almost put a fiver on Fernando Alonso to get a podium. Almost. And I didn't. So it's good I didn't. But uh, yeah, shame for Fernando. But I-, I think he drove well all weekend. Um I think he did daft things with that car in qualifying and uh yeah, I think somebody put a really silly question in. I'm going to get to you later. You know who you are. Um VF yeah, no Fernando is a Fernando is something else. I I still I still stand by that I think he might be just just because he hasn't won as many championships as some other people um isn't necessarily indicative of talent. It's more indicative of choices. And I, I I think Fernando is one of the most talented drivers ever to hold a steering wheel. Quietly in the back of my head, if not the best driver there's ever been. Chew on that. Um, George Russell was fifteenth again. More George Ro- Russell heroics in qualifying. Almost made it into the top ten. Was so close. He would have done it if he'd made that last corner in quali. Such a shame for him. Um. But what I'm really impressed by with George Russell, and, and I know I'm going to say this after I say he pushed too hard and went off the track on his uh, um on a final qualifying lap. But if you remember when things like uh, things like Sergio Perez, no, like people like Sergio Perez got their break from Selbert to um, uh McLaren, and he was great. You know he looked really good. In fact, I think he he could have won a race, couldn't he? He they, he was on for winning a race, in the uh, in the Selber, I believe, uh, before M- uh, McLaren snapped him up. And um, he looked great. And then as soon as he got his, his McLaren deal, he uh, he just went off the boil and started hitting people and crashing all the time and overdriving. Um, George Russell has got his Mercedes deal, and I believe. Is a stronger driver for the um, for the fact he's got the deal in his pocket. He's not. He's not switched off. No, he's not switched off. He's not thinking of next year. He's still thinking about how can he maximise the best of the end of the year for Williams. Um, and I, I, he is going to be. I mean, Lando's my guy, but George Russell is going to be the story of next year. I believe. I, I really do. And. Um, I've got a pretty good people don't like to talk about it I've got a pretty good track record we're talking about drivers pretty good um, I think he's going to do alright like I said Charles Leclerc never going to win a world championship you heard it here first don't bet on him um, Yuki Snowda 14th um, yeah Still surprised he got a deal for next year. Daniel Ricardo thirteenth. This sounds really bad. It sounds really bad to say that Ricardo had a good second half of the Grand Prix to sc- scramble his way back up to thirteenth. They pitted him early. He sort of got the benefit of that through the race, yeah, you know, he was sixteenth, seventeenth when they pitted him. Um, another weekend to forget for Daniel, and um, and just compounding the fact that. Um, the Italian Grand Prix was a. Uh, it was, it was the exception that proved the rule for this year. For for him, he's not got his head around the car. It was just that circuit happened to suit him, <coughs> and uh, he he was in the right place at the right time. Like I say. It was a shame for Lando Doris, I think, because I think, I think Lando deserved that opportunity more than Daniel Ricciardo deserved that opportunity. But, uh, yeah, um, still worrying times for Daniel, I think. Um, more so, I, I think it might be more worrying, the fact that if you, for, you, for you to think something's going to come right, and then for it to start fading away, it's probably quite difficult to get your head around. Uh, decent race by Kimi Räikkönen. He was twelfth. Appeared to be held up by Giovinazzi for a good chunk of the race. And I do wonder if they'd have had the. um, I, I think if I, I get the feeling Alfa Romeo is tired of Kimi now. You know they're tired of the snapping and the he's had a reasonably bad attitude, hasn't he, for part of this race? You know, not not sort of jokey somber Kimi, uh, but actually like a bad attitude. um Uh, Yeah, I feel Alfa Romeo might be a bit sick of him Uh, and I think that showed in the fact that they didn't give Giovinazzi team orders and get him to get out out of Kimi's way when he was clearly faster. And I think it was silly from Alfa Romeo because if they had it done, I think there's a half a chance he would have had a tenth off um, Esteban Ocon. But yeah, uh, Kimi Raikkonen was 12th, Antonio Giovinazzi was 11th, Esteban Ocon, as I just said, um, took, it didn't bit. Didn't pit, and he, I think he was the only driver, the only driver to go to the end of one set of tires. Pretty impressive. Uh, just before, obviously, we're, we're going to get to Lewis in a little little bit. But Lewis did say in the pit interview when he found out that Ocon had gone all the way one set of tires. He said, "Well, if Ocon could do it, I could definitely do it." Um, yeah, so Ocon, good drive. You know, he he was he had a tough he had a tough job there today, I I think uh, I bet those tyres were looking pretty ropey by the end of it but yeah, scored a point uh, and was the only scoring Alpine at the end of the race Um, Lance Stroll was ninth. another good race from Lance Stroll he likes these conditions doesn't he like the mixed conditions where everything's a bit slippery and wet, giggity Um, yeah I he's a half decent Formula 1 driver now isn't he I need to stop referring to the Haas drivers as they might be a Lance Stroll because he is a half decent Formula 1 driver Um, maybe I mean consistency isn't there at his best he's probably a Hulkenberg I would say maybe at his absolute best Um, at his worst he's an Ukiyo Katayama so that's not ideal but not a good race by Lance Stroll Positive. Uh, Carlos Sainz, great race. Carlos, considering where he started, makes you wonder what he could have done if, you, if he'd started further up the grid. Uh, he re- he really had it underneath him this weekend and uh, compounding again, like just an impressive debut season for Ferrari. And I still say, if Ferrari can get a car together next year that can challenge, uh, Carlos Sainz is your fucking fella that I think can deliver for them um, consistently. Consistently. Uh, I think, yeah, he'd be. He, I think, he'd have been quicker than Charles Leclerc today if he would have, um, if he, if he would have been in the right place to do it. I think he'd have been, he'd have been quicker than Charles, but he wasn't. Back of the grid to eighth. Good race, uh, Carlos. Uh, Lando Norris seventh. Kind of a nothing race from Lando, wasn't it? it was they didn't really have the. Pace to challenge the Alpha Tauris Um he he kind of just sort of stayed where he was. Wasn't McLaren's circuit. They said they'd go in there that there was too many medium speed corners for them, um or long medium speed corners. So it it was just a race that McLaren were gonna want to forget. Uh I suppose that the good thing is that he got some points on the board. Bad thing is I still a five run and get the podium. Damn it! Um, so yeah, a, a good race for Lando ish, and he he got the car where it, I mean, a good race for Lando when you compare him to his teammate. I think that that's always what you've got to kind of do with McLaren, isn't it? It's like, right. Well, where's Ricardo? Well, Lando's quite quite far down the road, isn't he? So, in comparison, team wise. Good race for Lando. Uh, another outstanding race for Pierre Gasly up in sixth position. Uh, unfortunately, he had that coming together with Alonso on the first lap, which upset me. Um, but again, I don't think he should have had the penalty. Uh, it's, I mean, it's really, it's, 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 it's sad for him, isn't it? You know, if if he had have had that penalty, he'd have been, uh, he'd have finished ahead of Lewis Hamilton probably, and um, p- possibly Charles Leclerc. Might have been ahead of Charles Leclerc and that always puts you in the position then. You know, if you're in fourth, you, you you might have had a half a sniff at a uh at a podium this weekend. But yeah, decent race for Gasly. I'm sure he's upset. I'm sure he, he thinks there was more to be had today than what he took home, but um I'm sure he can hold his head up high and it just continues an exceptional year for the lad. Uh Lewis Hamilton fifth. Right. Um I think there was it's almost a McLaren situation um, for Lewis Hamilton because they didn't give Hamilton enough information on the pit stops when they pitted him because he was happy to come into the pit stops. Even uh, Jensen was sort of suggested, well, he seems a bit, you know, it's it's strange he's happy to lose position like that and he didn't realise he was going to lose position. Um, I don't think he should have pitted. I think he should have carried on or he should have pitted early. But realistically. I think today track position was was king for most of the time. So, the, you know, they say the stopwatch uh, was there saying that he would have lost the positions to uh, Charles Leclerc and Pierre Gasly. I mean, well, he lost a position to Pierre Gasly. Uh, sorry, he lost a position to Charles Leclerc anyway. So, oh, and Sergio Perez. So should they have gambled it? Should they have just gambled it and... and Trusted that Lewis could keep Sergio Perez behind him. Um, I think at worst he'd have been fourth. If I'm honest, I, I, I it's you know he if third he'd have only been one point behind the championship. Say, can you imagine if if he loses the championship by like three points? Wow, could be could be a costly mistake. For Mercedes, uh, Charles Leclerc, good race from Charles Leclerc, uh, fourth position. That Ferrari was looking good this weekend. Like I say, it's a shame Carlos couldn't have been up there with him. But yeah, good race for Charles. He's never going to be a world champion. Uh, Sergio Perez was—I mean—a good race from Sergio. He's up there in the, on the podium, but he had to work to get there. You know, uh, is anyone else surprised? He's. He was signed up so quickly for next year. Really does seem odd to me. I mean, good for him, and hopefully he'll get a chance next year in a Red Bull he can drive a little bit more easy than. Um, I'm sorry if you heard that awful noise that my my, um, my I I had one of those like throat burps. I'm sorry about that. I mean, oh, I suppose all burps are a throat burp, you know, but you know, like the bubbly ones that sort of come up with the like the front of your throat and don't actually come out of your mouth Um I've lost my train of thought odd to that when you start talking about throat burps uh yeah I find it odd that Sergio's been kept on so quickly but like I mean as I just said it'd be good to see what he can do in a car hopefully that he can he can, he can get on par with as much as Verstappen is on par with this generation of Red Bull that would be nice. Uh, Max Verstappen, Absolute. I mean, apart from winning the race, this was one of the best results he could have had. Him in second, Lewis in, th- uh, in third. He now is a six-point lead in the championship. Uh I, The battle's not over, but this is... I mean, this is kind of... With, with Verstappen second and Hamilton third like this, this is one of the furthest away they've been you know, they, 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 really, they didn't really race each other this weekend we're used to seeing them race each other so yeah um, I'm sure he's go, he goes away happy in the fact that he's now back in charge of the championship but man this championship is even the fact it's a dull race Like even, even the fact it was a dull race what we can take away from it is Lewis Hamilton didn't nothing happened to him which is good even if, you're like, you know, you know, I'm not a particularly big Lewis fan, but I'm a Formula One fan, and I want a great championship. Uh, I think it. I really want both drivers to finish, either finish every race, or if if someone has to crash, I want them to crash into each other. I don't want this championship decided by somebody sliding off the course in a yeah, you, know, you know, because they haven't been pitted quick enough and their tires have gone off. I don't. I don't want that. I want I want this championship to be sorted on the track, not in the gravel. So yeah, i um, I just I love it. I th- I I think this is the best year of Formula One I've ever seen, the best year of Formula One I've ever seen. Um, and it's I know I'm, I've noticed a lot of people turning around and saying, "Oh yeah, but you know maybe we shouldn't be changing the rules and stuff like that." It's fucking no, motherfucker. The reason this year is so, so good is because the guys that have been penning the rules for next year altered this year's rules to close Mercedes and Red Bull up. That's what happened. And they were right. So if we look at this as a litmus test for next year's rules, we could be in for something really special. Because if they've got their heads around what they need to do to bunch these cars together, on the old rules, by just a couple of little tweaks, I, I, I do, I think next year could be almost like a different sport well, like a different um era of of motor racing. Maybe maybe we maybe in like another ten or twenty years' time, when we're looking back at Formula One history, uh, we'll look at this as like a defining change of an era of Formula One. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be good if we if we saw the like the changing of a of an era of Formula One. Like our fathers probably did from the Uh, from the uh, Hunt and Louder days into the Mansell and Senna days and that was kind of like... I mean, I suppose you would lump those in more than say the sort of... The 90s, as soon as they started raising the front, no, fronts of cars. I think that was a that was that was a change for me. Is when you had the uh, the first sort of noses being lifted off, and since the the noses started to lift up, everything's kind of looked like a Formula One car. Even now, you know, if you take like a 1997 Arrows and stick it next to this year's McLaren, you're gonna go, oh yeah, well, they're, they're clearly different racing cars. But you're gonna know that they're both Formula One cars. Whereas if you took a, um, like a, a James, uh, uh, Hunt, yeah, fucking hell, they, Hunt's, um, McLaren, and put it next to this year's Mercedes, you'd go, oh, well, they're racing cars. I'm not sure they're Formula One cars. But they're racing cars. So maybe, maybe that's what we're headed into. Valtteri Bottas. Well, well, well. He did it. He handled the race perfectly. He had a good start. Left from start to finish. You, you've got to take your hat off to him. He did what he should do in that car. It doesn't that very often. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, it, I, it's. It's not a sad win either, is it? Because it might be his last win in Formula 1. He might never get this opportunity and he must know things like that. You know, it's... I mean, God love it that that is that not winning an a... or that Alfa Romeo's not winning a race next year, is it? I mind you saying that. I mean, it could it could not work too bad for him um, if, that, if that car's going to get some Andretti money pumped into it. Um, he might find himself in the box seats later on for you know a, a much better car. I hadn't thought about how the Alfa uh, and um, Andretti thing would affect Valtteri Bottas, but I would probably prefer to be driving a uh, Andretti Motorsport car than I would like the the bitch Ferrari. It's like bitch Stewie, but the Ferrari version. So yeah. No, that's quite good for Valtteri. Good race for Valtteri. Well done, Valtteri. Let's look at the standings. Then we'll get some of your, some of your questions and theories, comments and queries. Um, Drivers: Max Verstappen now has two hundred and sixty-two point five points. Lewis Hamilton has. 256.5 256.5 points. The keen Massey's amongst you would know that 6 points difference, which is fuck all, is it? Valtteri Bottas 177 points, Lando Norris 145 Sergio Perez 153 Carlos Sainz 116 points, .5 ahead of Charles Leclerc who is on 116 points uh, Carlos Sainz 0.5 better than Charles Leclerc. Uh Daniel Ricciardo, 95 points and the first driver not to score 100 points so far this season. Um, the funny thing about Ricciardo having uh, 95 points is, mind you, I suppose he did have that win, didn't he? he had the win and he got the fastest lap as well. And um, It's odd for me because 95 points doesn't look like it's, it's he's had a particularly bad season. Yeah, I know Lando's clearly scored a lot more points than him, but um, it's weird. It, you, you should look at that and go, "Oh, we haven't. He hasn't done badly, but he's had a fucking horror, hasn't he? If we're honest." But I suppose. Oh, hang on. <sighs> Sorry, it's getting late here. I hope I hope none of you have car accidents. Don't fall asleep. Um, yeah, he's a. Uh, he did score. Like a good chunk of those points in one race, I suppose. Uh, Pierre Gasly, see, that's the thing, you know, Pierre Gasly's behind him on 74 points. You'd say Pierre Gasly's had an absolutely storming year. Um, Fernando Alonso, 58 points in 10th. Again, I'd say Fernando, given the car he's got, has had a pretty good year as well. Esteban Ocon, 46 points. Again, compounding how good Fernando Alonso's been at just picking the points up, because when you think about it, that motherfucker had a win. Um, that you know that's why Ricardo looks so good is because he had a win. But yet, um, Ocon still, considering both of them having pretty mediocre seasons in a mediocre car, still not ahead of Fernando Alonso. Uh, Sebastian Vettel thirty five points in twelfth ahead of uh, Lance Stroll with twenty six points, eighteen points to can Sonoda, sixteen points to George Russell fifteenth, sixteenth. Nicholas Latifi with seven points, Kimi Raikkonen has six in 17th, and Antonio Giovinazzi has one point. Mike Mick Schumacher, Robert Kubica, and Nikita Mazepin remain pointless. Um, quick look at their teams. Mercedes are ahead in the Constructors with 433 points. Red Bull Racing are in second with 397 points and I don't think Red Bull Racing give a flying fuck about the Constructors' Championship. They are throwing everything at Max Verstappen to win this World Championship. Uh, McLaren is just behind them with uh, two, well not just behind them, but behind them in third with 240 points, just ahead of Ferrari on 232.5 points in fourth position Alpine have 104. Alpha Tauri in 6th have 92. 7th, Austin Martin with 61. Williams in 8th has 23. 7th, 9th, sorry, 9th, Alfa Romeo with 7th. House remain pointless. <coughs> sorry, I should have got a glass of water. My throat is so dry. I don't know where that accent came from either darling um let's get to some of your comments and stuff but because i'm being dead professional today i'm gonna tell you that you're gonna hear some adverts now there's your adverts um these came in on the twitter from you uh average motorsport enjoy it Checker brought out his inner Alonso against Lewis. I thought Lewis would have the move done easily, but Checker was supreme. Also, the move on Charles was was great. Shame that Alonso's race ended at turn one, or else he'd have been up there ahead of Gasly and maybe even Hamilton. I agree with all that, so I'm going to give it a little heart. Um, Albert. The most boring wet race ever. Uh, I don't count Spa twenty one for. I think Spa twenty one was more interesting. Um, Ferrari closed the um, the gap to McLaren it, on this circuit, but I believe this was circuit dependent. Um, Merck should have pitted Lewis uh, much earlier. Uh, to decide to come in for lap fifty one was an error. Red Bull's pace is worrying in, uh, com- in comparison to Merck. Bottas showed the car is on rails as well. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's odd. I do I do think a lot of this might be tracks track specific uh, where some of these cars are. I don't think they should have pitted Lewis. I think they should have just left him out. Um, the fact that this was like a bad wet race, I think, is more down to the fact that the circuit didn't dry. Well, I mean, what makes a wet race interesting? <coughs> A wet race is interesting because the grip levels change through the course of a Grand Prix. So, you know, we, we have different strategies. We have different people that can handle that. Certain people can can handle the changing conditions better than others. Certain people, if it rains, can handle the wet conditions better, better than others. But what we had today was was a damp track that didn't really change a lot. You know, it's... And it kind of changed with the tyres. It didn't dry out properly, which meant they couldn't go on slick-slicks, so then like the worn-down Inters were kind of the tyre to be on. Um, So what we got was a wet race that was pretending to be a dry race. So, yeah, it was a bit dull. It was a bit dull. I mean, we had some good racing, like you say. Sergio Perez and Hamilton was a masterclass. I do think... uh, Sergio Perez drove like a man that might have been told in the garage by Christian Horner, don't crash into Lewis, but if you do crash into Lewis, I won't shout at you. That's how that looked to me. It was like, I don't think Sergio is the type of person to tarnish his reputation as a driver, but he was definitely um, braver, shall we say, than uh, I think he'd have been against other drivers. Where where maybe a crash out with that particular person wouldn't have been so fortuitous. Um, Alberts also also said comment of the week. Uh, what was the most difficult uh, phase of the Grand Prix? Max Max said staying awake. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's quite damning of it, isn't it? When the drivers trying to fall asleep. Um, science. Uh Science very sorry, this by Cami Hutton. Uh science did very well uh today against uh and LeClaire too. Yeah, we said that before. Um will Ferrari now be challenging for the rest of the season and take third in the from McLaren? I don't think so. I do think that if, if they get third in the championship, I feel that Lando is still gonna be ahead of the Ferraris. But there's only so much he can do, and if if the two Ferraris are ahead of, um, if the two Ferraris are are ahead of Daniel Ricciardo, then I think they will end up taking third in the championship. So it's kind of on Daniels' to sort of shout. Um, uh I uh, see. Uh, is it Craig? Craig? I think it was Craig, wasn't it? Craig or uh, Her- Harmit? Um I can't remember how we how we pronounced your name. I remember I'm sure you told me as well, a PM. Uh Science recovery. Oh my god. <clears throat> wow. Uh Saint's recovery drive after the engine penalty was better than Leclerc's last week in Russia. Yes, it was, because he's a better driver. Um Gasly seems to be slipping uh at the end of the season uh, slipping at the end of the season. Do you think so? I think asley's still looking pretty fucking good. He's he's doing what that car can do. You know, it's he can only do what the car can do, and every every week he seems to get into it and there uh, and put that car exactly where it deserves to be. Uh, Vettel's gamble on sticks went over like a fart in at church. It did. Shame for Vettel, but it was a good. It was ballsy. Should we just say it was ballsy? And would we rather people try things? I'd rather people try things. Um... Sam Kristen uh, should F1 become a winter sport the recent races in mixed mixed conditions Belgium aside have been much more interesting both in quality and the race I don't know about winter sport but I do think there's um, certain countries that rain a lot at certain times of the year I don't think it would be a mistake to say look it fucking rains like in April a lot in the UK maybe we move the British Grand Prix to April. Um, yeah, I mean, there's certain countries where it rains pretty much the same time every day, but unfortunately those countries tend to be tropical and those ra- ra- races tend to get washed out. But, <coughs> sorry, I haven't got roans. My throat is so dry. I should have gone and got a glass of water early, but we're nearly at the finish line now. I'm not stopping now. If I stop now, I'll fall behind Perez and Leclerc, whereas I've got a chance of finished on the podium as we stay, if, if I keep going. Um, but, yeah, we do. I mean, we we joke, don't we? Remember when Bernie Axton said we should build sprinklers? It would have worked, wouldn't it? It would have given us a better sport. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe we need, like, instead of, like, Formula A, where it's just like, it's electric, Formula One way, maybe we have, like, Formula Splash, and it's just a, um, it's just a wet race. They only work. the only race on circuits that can be wetted, and um, those uh, the that. That's just how it is. the The race is in the wet all the time. Every time it rains, so maybe maybe that's like maybe that when when I'm a when something happens like I accidentally buy like what one fucking snot coin and then that ends up being worth fucking 10 billion in some sort of crazy thing, I become a a, a a like a fucking crypto billionaire maybe that's what I'll do, maybe I'll invest in fucking splash formula splash not to be mistaken with the 80s family romantic comedy um, number one, gas penalty made no sense Sorry, this is by C.E.'s C- DeBay. Oh. Oh, fuck. Doobie? I like Doobie. That's what I'm going to call you. Um, gas penalty made no sense. Seems like one of those that should have been deemed a racing incident. Lap one, wet track, three wide. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- I mean, and that is me as, you know, if um, I've always had Jensen Button Coloured Spectacles, and and f a fairly fucking like, good Fernando Alonso coloured spectacles to put on for things. I was upset it happened. I don't think it was Gasly's fault. I don't I don't think it was anyone's fault, I just think it was one of those things. Uh two, what the fuck is Austin Martin doing putting on mediums? They were fucking they just rolled the dice, didn't they? Again. I'd rather somebody tried something to make it interesting. Tried to tried to make something their race. Seb was going nowhere. He was just driving around. It was it was worth the gamble. They should have probably put him on softs. That's what I would say, but I'm 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 down for the gamble. Uh three, lots of great action without DRS. I'm not sure about the great action. There was lots of action, but uh not a not a huge a huge fucking deal. Wonder where uh, Carlos would have ended up if there'd been DRS, because he was shouting for it halfway through the race. Uh I have one notification here. Is this somebody else? No, it is not. Uh let's look at what you said to me on the Instagrams. Uh the Instagram. Where are you on the Instagram? God, you you guys have fucking hooked me up with stuff today. Uh oh, it's fucking it's a guy I work with. Oh God, I shouldn't say that he pays me. Neil Kenner, 85. Alonso is the most overrated driver ever. Well, I think you're the most overrated painter ever. Um sorry boss. Le at Le- Le- least eventful wet race since yeah I, I can't remember the last one Barnaby, um, the like I say it was a it was a wet race pretending to be a dry race wasn't it awful um, John D ninety was it the right call to put Hamilton on new inters. At the time, yes, or it was the right call to leave him out, one of the two. Uh, it seemed like Lewis was... Um, sorry, that was my input there. I didn't read the rest of your comment. Uh, it seemed like Lewis was going to lose positions regardless of what they did. Yeah, I think he could have kept third if they'd left him out. It would have been difficult, but yeah, you know, we've seen Lewis do some pretty special things. Atomic Fabrication. I know you watch F1 TV, but Button's commentary made that boring race tolerable to watch. Uh yeah, I, I still get that. Um, wait well, the even F one TV gets the um, gets the Sky race coverage. So I still get Crofty and whoever is in the box with Cro- Crofty. I think Jensen's great. He's a great commentator. Um, he's one of my favorites. I know lots of you don't like Paul Durosta. I like Paul Darista. I like Anthony Davidson. Um, I don't see. I don't. It, I don't dislike Crofty. I don't want to say that I dislike Crofty because I don't, you know, not not that my, me fucking saying I don't like Crofty would have any fucking implication on his job. But I also don't, you know, I'm not, I, I don't think I could do a better job. I'd swear too much. Um, but the do, <laughs> I do feel that with Crofty and Brundle, That they do the same job. I know Brundle is an ex-driver, but I think he's been out of Formula One for so long that he's more crafty than Button. So, you know, um, I think you need that. I mean, maybe the answer is to go to a three-man commentary team. If you know, if if uh, I mean, it does. To be honest, I I don't know whether this is just like a. A 2021 thing and um, you know Brundle doesn't particularly want to travel too much like in Rome times Um, you know I mean is, is he looking at bowing out it would kind of it appears to be that like going that way doesn't it it appears to be heading down the road of no Martin Brundle on the um uh, on the grid at all, so so, so yeah. Um, it's hard. It's difficult. I like the. I like a current race driver. I think Jensen Button's great because he's next world champion and a fairly. You know, he's been he's been in Formula One to where he's still relevant. What he's saying is still relevant. Um, I think Paul De Rista although he's he's been out of Formula One longer, um, is a great. Commentator, and I think he has a real in-depth depth knowledge because he might not be driving in like in Formula One, but he is. Um, he's very much in there as far as like testament teams and things like that. Yeah, I, I do. I think he's. I think he's good. Same with Anthony Davidson, and you know, DTM. Uh, sorry, Le, Le Mans winner, um, World Endurance Champion. He has enough to sort of warrant his place in giving his opinion on these things um but yeah i do i think we need we we need like a top class younger than 50 driver to uh to give their opinions on formula 1 in the commentary box is what i'm trying to say um steve edge 2 one sixty. Am I getting spoiled or did that race suck? Uh, it did suck. I think it was just an average one with one race, but yeah, we have we have kind of been uh we we have kind of been um spoiled, haven't we? Uh Sorry, hang on a second. I just noticed. Um... Oh, this, sorry, there was lots of stuff saying about R.A.P. Jeremy Clarkson. It appears to be a joke. Sorry. Oh, maybe it's something to do with his. Uh um it's probably something to do with his farm thing isn't it that's good sorry about that i thought i thought it'd be relevant to tell you i like jeremy clarkson i know um i hope i hope like even someone's just tweeted tweet there said i'm not sure if this hashtag uh is real or just banter." i hope it's just banter because i like jeremy clarkson and i don't want it to be real uh, so yeah. Anyway, right. Sorry, I'll get back to your. I'll get back to your um. Your comments. Uh, yeah, it, it it was a bad race. There's no. There's no getting around that. You know, it was just a bit of a shitty race. But it'll be fine. We've had loads of good races this year. This year, we're going to have loads more. And even if it is a bad race, it's still a bad race in the middle of an exceptional championship. Uh, Scalus did uh just saying something nice about Bottas for once. He earned it today. I think it did. I said he did what he should have been doing for ages. Um uh, Scott, the championship is uh is going to come down to who uh who the better number two driver is. Perez needs to be consistent uh these next few Grand Prix and qualify better. I don't I don't know if it will because I mean, today, um, oh, you know, he was, oh, you know, he, he, he had a much better car than um, Verstappen. So he stayed ahead of him. But how many times have we seen this year that he hasn't been able to keep him behind, you know? He hasn't been able to keep them behind the all. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's going to come down. I think it's going to come down to the two of them. And I think they're just going to be too quick for their number twos to help them out, to be perfectly honest. So that's where I stand on that. Um, thank you for joining me. This was quite a long hot lap, wasn't it? We are approaching the 48 minute mark. Uh, this is the part where I tell you that if you want to support this podcast and all the other podcasts I do and things I do. Uh, you can support me on Patreon by looking for Lee Stevens content creator. I believe it's still must see audio as well. I thought when I changed the name of the page it would change the name of like the patron thing as well. But I think like the URL is still like must see audio. But I don't know. If you go if you go on to my links on um social media, either on Instagram or on Twitter, you will find a link tree and that will have a link to my patron on it and you can help me out there. You can also do the tip thing on Twitter now, I think. I don't know how that works. I clicked it on anyway. So yeah, if you want to help me out, there's a couple of different ways of um, helping keep the podcast running. If we're honest, patron is probably the best because then I know I know what's coming in and if I uh sometimes like I'll look at can I afford something? I'll go, no, I can't, but if i can if I can wangle it into like the budget that comes in on a um on the old patron, I can like warrant to myself going right those microphones I'll take them out over a year or something like that. So that's just the way just the way the podcast works, I'm afraid. It's how, it's how I try and do things. It means, it means I don't have to pay for it. Uh, yeah. So go and help me. Sorry, I'm f- fucking completely lost. Just go to Patreon. Just, just go to Patreon. Stop me having to do these stupid things. I'm obviously not comfortable talking about money with people, am I? I'm one of those people. Just fucking do it. Do it, and I don't have to do it ever again. All of yous, every single one of yous, Go to Patreon. Sign up for the $2 tier. I don't care. It's like you buy me a coffee every month, isn't it? That's it. Just do it. Just do it and I stop asking. Um, if you want to check out me playing drums, I did a little thing just for a laugh just to see how, how decent a sound I could get out of one microphone. <coughs> so I did a pretty good job as well. So that's on the Must see Audio YouTube. It's the latest video I covered track from back when I was a spunky 20-year-old from a band called 4 De Ombre. Uh, They were Radio 1's unsigned band of the year when my band was Radio 1's second unsigned band of the year. Uh, We supported them a couple of times. Great band. The song's called Thousand Bulbs. (coughs) And I I did a cover of it. So... You can find that on must See Audio's Patreon. I'm going to go before I lose my voice. Um again, thank you all very much. You know patron jokes aside, <clears throat> uh, just the fact that people bother to tune in to listen to me talk on my own for an hour about Formula One or <clears throat> even over on See Audio, people come and like listen to me talk for an hour about how what I think the crazy goings on are in the world right now, um, it flabbergasts me. The support you guys give me, and um, I it it means a lot. I don't, I'm not I'm not going like a, some sort of crazy YouTube going. Oh my god, guys! I could I could not live a day or wake up without your messages. Obviously, if you stopped messaging me, my life would go on. But what I'm trying to say is. I quite like the fact that you're there. Okay? Bye bye. And I'll speak to you next week.